Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Shout out to our sponsors, Rival Fantasy, Underdog Fantasy, Sleeper, and Prediction Strike. Check out their special offers with links in the show notes. You guys ready to uh, talk about uh, the NFL playoffs? I'm fired up. I got a new mic, so I'm matching with Shervon, so no reason to complain right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Well, let's go. Let's just jump right in. First game on the board, Seahawks at 49ers. The spread is minus 9 or minus 10, depending on uh, what service you're looking at. The over-under is 42, so it's a relatively low total. How are you all thinking this game is going to play out? Because I, I think there's some disagreement here. I personally think that the Niners not only win, but I think they cover as well because the the Seahawks are not good against the run. They're like 25th in run defense DVOA. I think they allow either the second or the third most rushing yards allowed per game, which is not great when you're playing against not just Christian McCaffrey, but shanahan and his elaborate run schemes elijah mitchell and mitchell who's back he's looked great whenever he's played he just hasn't been on the field um and the seahawks are terrible against tight ends like they do not cover tight ends and they have to deal with george kittle so offensively i don't like the like didn't kill have two touchdowns last time against him Two touchdowns. Yep. I started him in my fantasy playoffs against uh, Seattle that week. So uh, I know all too well what he did. Well, who was your other option at tight end, Sherman? I had, well, at. Oh, I started Kittle. Oh, it was a, it was a big start sit decision. <laughs> you know, it was it was him or Conklin. Well, I had Wall, Waller and Fryermuth at the time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Very nice. Very good. Great tight end group you had there. Waller got hurt, and then I traded for Ertz, and then he got hurt, and then I traded for Fryermuth, and then I traded for Kittle as well, and Waller came back as a whole ordeal. You start two tight ends in this league you're talking about? Mm-mm. It's just a one tight end, three flex uh, league. You're out here trading for quantities of tight ends. It, it was a 10-team league, though, so like at, I feel like in a 10-teamer, um, Give me the advantage at tight end. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, great job starting Kittle in fantasy football. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. Brock Purdy is a quarterback, and he's had a lot of interceptable passes and had very few actual interceptions. Only, like, what, four interceptions this year? He's taking care of the football, but his accuracy – and his touchdown interception ratio does not reflect how good he is. 
right? It's a small sample trap with Brock Purdy. And I think this spread is a small sample trap. So against the spread, I'm going Seattle all the way. Okay. I think it's a great spread for Seattle. Anything over seven, it's great. Take Seattle. Okay. Also, being a run funnel defense isn't something you would want to criticize. That's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Yeah. You want to have a run funnel defense. You want to entice and incentivize opposing offenses to run against you and drain clock and be less efficient with the football. That's the whole point. That's why the Seattle defense has been thriving because they've been allowing people to run the football on them. It's been that they've been shutting off the pass windows. The problem is you can't shut down all the pass windows when you have two of the best yak receivers in the league in Debo and Kittle. That's what kind of made my choice Mm -hmm. for me. Now, admittedly on Twitter, there's some post where I apparently pick Seattle in a blowout. Okay. That I don't know where they got that. All right. I don't know who the hell put that up there. Someone's getting fired. Okay. Because 49ers are number two in DVOA. So overall, like they're just behind Buffalo. So Mm -hmm. there's an argument and Dario made a great argument on the DFS dominator stream that 49ers can go to the Super Bowl. We've seen Nick Foles go to the Super Bowl. We've seen Trent Dilfer go to the Super Bowl. We've seen Jeff Hostetler go to the Super Bowl. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks that are not, you know, starter quality go to the Super Bowl. It's not a it's not required. Freaking Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Okay. Flacco and Nick Foles have won Super Bowls. Get out of here. You don't need to be that. But this year, the deck is stacked in the NFL playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. We want Josh Allen. Don't we want the Bills and Josh Allen? Don't most people want to see the Bills in the Super Bowl? They deserve it, given all the heartbreak over the years. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be a gauntlet for them to get there, right? Yeah. Seattle's pretty good, Shervon. They're Mm -hmm. pretty good all around. Like I said, the pass defense is there. You got Lockett and Metcalf. And the beauty is what I like about Geno is his ability to, like, more than Purdy is his ability to tactically scramble. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I love what Gino's done. I love that he made the Pro Bowl. Like, that was super well-deserved. He's been great all year. I just I just don't like this matchup at all, like, on either end for Seattle because, like, they played, they've played two games, um, and Seattle's run for – their running backs have run for 86 yards on 25 carries in two games. Gino's like DK Metcalf hasn't had a great game against them going up against uh, Javarius Ward, who's one of the better like shut down corners, even though teams don't really play man much anymore. I think it'll be a good game for Lockett, but yeah, in the DFS dominator show in DFS, there were two receivers that I really wanted to play on their own if necessary as complementary options at the receiver position to complement your main stacks. Number one, Chris Godwin. Number two, Tyler Lockett, for that reason. Yeah, and San Francisco has been bad against slot receivers like all year. So Lockett should have a huge game. He's had two really nice games against against uh, San Francisco this season, but that's kind of been it. Like, no one else has really done anything against them. And I don't, I just don't really see who else. I don't see why things would be different this time around. I'll put it that way. Well, I mean, the Seattle secondary, I mean, they they limited Patrick Mahomes to, you know, 16 of 28 for 224 yards, one of his lowest outputs of the year. I mean, he was saved by a rushing touchdown in fantasy that week. So, I mean, 
the second receiver, the second leading receiver when they faced off after Kelsey was Pacheco. So it's it's it, it, they 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 really do wall off opposing wide receivers. The problem is though, sure, Ayuk's probably not going to get there this week. But when you can just throw a two yard slant and let the guy go to work, that's what that that's why it's a bad matchup. Or just dump it off to McCaffrey. They're they're good at shutting down air yards. They're bad against yak. Mm-hmm. Well, you have the two best two of the best yak receivers in the league. Three. Therein lies the difficulty in the matchup for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm still seeing a number of games where Seattle walled off, you know, the the perimeter receivers and made life hell. on. Look at Mike White. Mike White, what would they score? Six points when they face the Jets? Structurally, mm-hmm. the Jets and the 49ers are similar teams. I mean, the 49ers are better in every way, but their defense is better than their offense mm-hmm. and their quarterback is the the weakest position on the team that's true with the jets that's true with the 49ers it's not a lock 49ers are not anytime brock purdy's your quarterback it's not a lock dude for sure i'll i'll go one step further uh, i i won't i won't put this on anybody else I'll, I'll i'll take the bullet i'll say it i have the seahawks outright winning this game um, I talked about Seattle winning this game on the writers roundtable a couple of days ago, and I made Seattle plus 9.5 my best bet of the week uh, for the NFL this week. So it's good that we're starting off the show with this. I love it. I love it. I was just watching y'all go back and forth about this. Uh, the truth is that this is the worst possible matchup in the NFC for the 49ers until they face the Eagles. If Because Geno Smith, like Matt just said, Geno Smith is not afraid to go for the big air yard play. And the 49ers, how do they win on defense? They pressure the quarterback. They force mistakes. But have they or have they not been lazy against receivers who can make big plays? They're around middle of the pack and explosive pass play rate allowed. And you got Tyler Lockett, you got DK Metcalf, and a quarterback who is allowing those two receivers to thrive. And even Noah Fant could play a a role because the Seattle – or the the San Francisco secondary has had some struggles against big athletic receivers. Emmanuel Mosley is out for the 49ers. Tariq Wohn and Quandre Diggs are going to force Brock Purdy into mistakes. How does Kyle Shanahan win in the playoffs? Don't let your bad quarterback throw the ball. He did that with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to do that with Brock Purdy. But if this game is close, you can't do that. And the, the disparity at, at the quarterback position is what's going to be in the difference. And I haven't even pulled out the big card yet, which is last year, the two versus seven games, both of them, it looked like the seven seed had no business being in the playoffs. Both the favorites easily covered the spread. Do you really think Roger Goodell is going to let that happen again? Yeah, Seattle is going to pull off the upset. Well, that that that's you you finished with your worst possible. You got to reorder your points. That was the worst. What you're at a, like a Roger Goodell conspiracy at the end that that was nonsensical. Everything else you said was great. Totally on point. If if Pete Carroll can get the hell out of the way, Seattle has a chance. But if they do like like they did with Kansas City and they fall for available running lanes, and they just feed Walker, they're going to feed Walker right into oblivion. Just like mm-hmm. against Kansas City, gave him 26 carries, and, and they lost 24-10. That's the fastest, easiest way to lose 24-10 is to feed Walker 26 carries. You cannot do that. They have to put this in Geno Smith's hands. They have to tell him to throw the ball 40 times and not just run Walker 
into a wall all game. They cannot let that happen. As long as Carroll can just put his ego off to the side and his run first approach off to the side, they'll be okay. And Edge likes Seattle so much in this game against a spread that that's the most confident pick that Edge has this weekend, which is Seattle against the spread. And I think all conspiracy jokes aside, um, it's true. I think Seattle money line is worth the sprinkle, but the the play of the day is Seattle against the spread because the weather conditions, uh, any sort of game script scenario, it's it's probably not going to lead to a blowout because. How does again? How does San Francisco win the pass rush? It's harder to pass rush in in the rain, etc. Yes, uh, San Francisco has yak receivers, but like like you said, Matt, put the ball in the hands of Geno Smith. There are so many ways this could go wrong for a San Francisco cover. If this is a low scoring game, more chances that Seattle covers. I see why Edge likes Seattle against the spread. That that's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. Like the 49ers have blown out. The Cardinals, they blew out the Buccaneers when they're at their lowest point. I, I get worried when, you know, the, the the spread gets inflated because of some some blowouts against below average quarterbacks. And it, that includes Tom Brady at this point. <laughs> but it just it would be a little more. I just if this game were in Seattle, then it would be really interesting. That's that's the thing. I want to get with you and be uh, be with you, Ahan, and say, hey, just take Seattle to win. Seattle's got this. 49ers having one of the best all-around teams in the league, second only to the Bills uh, by the numbers, makes it impossible really to pick Seattle to win outright with a straight face, though there is, again, a social media graphic which claims I did that, which I did not. <laughs> I did not say that. I corrected it on Twitter. That was that was shameful, shameful. I, I can't believe I can't believe it. heads are going to roll. I don't even heads are. We're getting out the guillotine. Somebody's going to have to pay, okay, for uh, you know mischaracterizing what I what I what I meant. I maybe they thought it was against the spread. I don't know what happened with this graphic, the social media graphic claiming that I said that Seattle is going to blow out. Who not with a straight face? Come on. Shame. I think it's going to be the 49ers. <laughs> Chargers, Jaguars. This game is, I think, definitely the high scoring game on the slate. Vegas thinks it's going to be Giants, Vikings. I disagree. What do you guys think? I I think the spread is super sharp. Um, so the Chargers opened up as two and a half point favorites. Looks like on some books it's one and a half right now, probably because of the Mike Williams news. The public action is pretty even, um, although a little bit more on the Chargers, um, which makes sense because um, the Chargers have the superior quarterback still. But the Jaguars have been playing really well of late on offense and defense. Mike Williams being out, the Chargers, there's only so much Justin Herbert can do with just Keenan Allen, who isn't the separator that he, he used to be. Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett, these are bad receivers um, with a banged-up offensive line. I'm personally not putting any bankroll on the spread. I do agree that, if anything, it is uh, a shootout potential game, yes. especially with the game, game in Jacksonville, uh, which is why I like DFS stacks in this game. So I'm going that route, getting exposure to this game uh, via some uh, DeAndre Carter. This is one of my long shots for the weekend. Um, he's been a red zone monster. Um, and then on the Jag side, I like it. 
Then on the Jag side, Evan Engram is a good value at tight end uh, this week. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson is the chalk, but Evan Engram is is good in that second tier as well. So that's how I'm attacking the game. I'm not touching the spread. I think it's pretty sharp. Brandon Staley, if he was on thin ice already, this man could have been fired already a few days ago after what he did with leaving the starters in into the second half. Both the Bucks and the Chargers did this, and the Chargers, if they lose this weekend, it's it's bad for Brandon Staley. I couldn't believe these guys were playing into the fourth quarter. Me either. I, I like after the first quarter was done, I was like, okay, you 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 did your job, you know, you're playing some. They'll be in a rhythm. You can get them out now. And then next thing you know, Mike Williams is on a cart. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. And like, if you're the coach and you see that happen, it must be you like, like you you realize in that moment, oh shit. And he kept playing their guys. He kept playing stars on both sides after he got hurt. Like, what are you doing? He had to know in that moment that like, he was like, wait a second. I just, I just made a, I just made a big, I just made a big boo-boo mommy. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, his mom should have called him and been like, Brandon. It was at this moment, Brandon Staley did not still realize he messed up. Crazy. Just, he's crazy. Anyway, yeah, the edge is like, no confidence on anything in this game. So based on what I'm seeing on edge, edge.playerprofiler.com, our betting intelligence service, it is a stay away game. I am team chargers. I'm team better team. And the home field advantage in Jacksonville is not what it is in, in some other stadiums. It's not like Seattle. Mm -hmm. So to me, if, if, if I, I think just take the chargers money line, Right, take a you, you take a little bit more of a haircut, an extra haircut, because it's like we have what Chargers minus one and a half. Just take the Chargers money line. They're gonna win the game. They're gonna win. They're not. They, think the Jag really? The Jaguars are the Chargers from two years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. The the Chargers have built up to this point with their team. Their time is now. The Jaguars are help. They're happy to be there. Right. And Trevor Lawrence is, is, is essentially is a the next Justin Herbert, right? They're very similar players, similar skill sets, similar everything, really. Uh, it's just that Trevor Lawrence is not quite as accurate, right? Trevor Lawrence is, is just a lesser version of Justin Herbert in every way. If Justin Herbert went to Clemson, he would have been what Trevor Lawrence was as a prospect, right? Just like what happened? What if Trevor Lawrence went to Oregon? He would have been Justin Herbert. It's the same, it, run, you run that thought experiment. It's very easy. If anything, I'm just taking the over. I think I think that a bunch of there's going to be a bunch of points scored in this game. I do think that last week, um, playing the Titans in what was essentially a playoff game helped Trevor Lawrence quite a bit um, because the Titans they don't have a good secondary, they have a good run defense. Trevor Lawrence had open throws that he missed. He missed people wide open in the end zone. Looked to be some nerves. It's what he does. I mean, it, those of us that are familiar with Trevor Lawrence, this is what he does. I'm a Clemson fan. I, I, I saw it coming all along that he would have those issues rookie season. And then we didn't see it weeks 9 to 17-ish. And then we saw it again week 18 with the season on the line. It's what he does. And I do think it had benefited him to play in that environment for one week before the actual playoff game. So maybe he shakes off some of the rust. I'm going to be team contrarian here and say Jags, but I'm not putting my money Ugh. on it. Ugh, Siobhan. I, I'll rock with the Chargers. Yeah, I went with on, the Jags man. last week, and uh, it took a miraculous like strip sack fumble touchdown for them to even win. 
So I'll I'll rock with the Chargers. Did they cover? No, they didn't. Didn't cover. No, no. We 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 had a good week last week, by the way. Uh, Dolphins Bills. The spread is thirteen and a half. It's Skylar Thompson. It's in Buffalo. I I hate this. I'm so glad it's at one o'clock because I think we have a soccer tournament to go to. I, I I don't care about this game. I'm not interested in watching it. Whatever. Whatever. There's no way. Right? There's no way. There's no way. You're right. There is no way. <laughs> is this one of those games where the guy goes to Vegas and bets ninety grand to make ten? Somebody's gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, Bill's money line. <laughs> I mean, there is actually something that Edge kind of likes in this game. What does Edge like? It likes the under, which I do too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The the under here is so good. It's so good here. 43 and a half is hyper reliant on the Bills keeping their foot on the gas the entire game. Yeah. And both Bills playoff games last year went over. I think we're going to see a lot of last-minute action on the over. The lines basically stayed frozen. I like that. Um, Skylar Thompson, if he puts together two touchdown drives, I will tip my cap and say, if that's how we lost the under, so be it. I'll live with it. Um, the under is the way to way to go with this game. And uh, a little Mike Gesicki exposure, mm. um, if, if you would like. Uh, the receiving yard line is at 17 and a half, and he's hit the over in every single game when his quarterback is not Tua Tagovailoa. So, Dude, I, can't, I can't believe how lucky we, do you guys realize how lucky we've been this year with weather? Do you, do you have any idea? There was one spike week where it was the coldest day ever. And other than that, but, it did, but there's been no big, remember like every single week in Cleveland, it was 30 degree uh, weather with 30 mile an hour winds and rain and that was change over to sleet and change back to rain. Remember that? That was yeah. every weekend in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Now we look up in Cincinnati, it's 35 sunny, five mile an hour winds. Where do you think? Buffalo in mid January, 30 degrees, five mile an hour winds, not a cloud in the sky. Perfect. I mean, it's perfect. That's the, that's the case for the over, by the way, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I think yeah, Skylar Thompson nukes that. I, th I think he does. I think I, I'm I'm more staying away from this game just because Waddle and Hill can score on their own. They can just take short passes and 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 go all the way. So that 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 worries me a little bit, and and it, that would worry me on the under. Uh, is that factor the fact that they the, they have the the best wide receiver duo in the league? Uh, and they can take short passes uh, for touchdowns. So that's my only concern and why it's just, uh, bleh. you know, betting supposed to be fun. This game's not fun. Giants Vikings. This has all the makings of an upset, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't this upset city? I mean, the Vikings DVOA has been, you know, below average all year. They've been winning anyway. It's worse than the Giants. You know, I... They, they they did me so dirty with this graphic on 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 player profile or social media. It was on Instagram. It was on Twitter. Had me taking the Vikings. No, it was they reversed it. I want the I got the Giants twenty four fourteen in this game. What do you think, Shravan? I think I would take the Vikings. Although I feel really dirty about it. Well, then if you take the Vikings, you're gonna take all favorites. Then basically this week, yeah. Yeah, when you're making picks, you gotta you gotta pick a game. You gotta plant a flag somewhere. Siobhan's like Seattle. 
you know, they claim I think think Seattle's going to win. Again, that's a lie. I don't know who the hell put that out there. And, and then, you know, I had to pick one and I was like, well, hell, the Giants are technically a better team down the board. It's just Minnesota's at home and they actually have receivers. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And in, in um, my playoff pool that my friends and I, I just made my picks for the first for the whole thing today. This was this is the one game in the first round that I went with the upset. Of course. Yeah. Betting betting wise, I feel like I feel like I would take the Vikings. It's only three, so like they can push with a field goal. I could see them win by four or five. No, 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 no. What are you doing? You know what you're doing, right? You know who you sound like. You sound like well, I don't they don't really make noise, but fish don't make noise. <laughs> right? Is square is there a square fish? That's that that move exactly what you're saying is a square fish rationale. A hundred thousand percent. Like, hey, all the fundamentals, you know, you know, point to the Giants money line here. But you know what? It is only three. I'm just going to go Vikings. I mean, I, I can't really disagree. But like, I do think the Vikings are they should win this game at home. You know, like if it were. You think this? Are you th- are you seeing this line's too sharp? This line's almost overthinking itself. Might be, yeah. Like it's a little too DVOA. This line of negative. Maybe it's like, hey, this team's thirteen and four. They're at home, and the 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 Giants barely made the playoffs, and they have mm-hmm. no receivers left. Let's let's not overthink this. Let's just go Vikings. That yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really have like a strong feeling either way. I could definitely see the Giants pull off the upset they that game should have gone to overtime um it, back in week 16 whenever they played so i definitely could see this go either way it's just if you had to make me choose with the line being at three like i think the vikings could win by three like i guess the the issue is uh the the lines the sp- the, the three spreads are just there's so many of these games that they they are three-point games Right. Mm-hmm. And it is it is efficient. Probably going to be Vikings winning by three. The thing that I don't I think is less efficient is this goddamn total. I just don't get it. And this was I was so happy, so happy to see that Edge has this as one of the key leverage plays of the weekend under 48. So for this wild card round for, for all the playoffs, we're doing an article series where we preview each game in a separate article. And since I'm early, since I was prompt, I got to claim which game I wanted to write about. And I made a conscious decision to choose Giants-Vikings. I chose that game for myself because this game is going to be so fun. If anything, I actually do like the over on this game, which maybe for the first time I'm being a little bit contrarian. That is contrarian. Um, I like the over here. And I'm on Giants against the spread. Now, Here's the thing. We 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 we've been saying this for a long time. Home field advantage is supposed to be 3 points in the NFL. We see that these two teams are pretty even. Vikings get the 3 points. But I don't think people realize that home field advantage when New York is in the playoffs is mitigated a bit. There's going to be a lot of Giants fans traveling. If you hear an equal amount of Giants fans and Vikings fans in the stands, this is up there with your Goodell take. No, what this are is a, you talking about? No, this is this one's a serious take though. This is reasonable, and and the Giants have everybody healthy. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking about. They that. have everybody healthy. 
The Giants are the only team in the playoffs that have zero starters, even on the injury report as of Friday morning. They're fully healthy. The Giants' D-line is legit. Senior Football mentions in the chat that the Vikings' O-line is not, and that's that's a mismatch in this game. Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau. This is, this is a big-time difference maker. My boy F. Prosk in chat says Isaiah Hodgins, bro, and I mentioned this on the Riders' Roundtable, too. The Giants' wide receiver one, Isaiah Hodgins, is going to absolutely destroy the Vikings, as he did a few weeks ago. You're shaking your head yes. You're nodding, Siobhan. I love Isaiah Hodgins. Wow. So. I like Richie James. So, I mean, again, we can all like these guys, but they're undrafted nothing receivers. Yeah, it's a, it's a little different when the other team has Jefferson. And you need to actually make plays in real life in the moment to sustain drives. That's why you go under. And Jefferson is pretty much like the main reason why I like the Vikings. Yeah, cause... if you want to pick a reason, it's that. It's the wide yeah. receiver difference is huge. And mm -hmm. if the passing game is what drives scoring in the NFL, then the, the choice is clear. Listen, K.J. Osborne would be by far and away the best receiver if the Giants had him. So, probably so yeah. it's it's not it's i mean the one competition would be we, isaiah need, we need to put this in context i'm i want to see isaiah hodgins rise up right and have a have a lose yourself moment right mom spaghetti all over the place everywhere right let's go there is a receiver in, in this game that ranks number one in the nfl in win rate versus man it's not justin jefferson it's isaiah hodgins by the way it is isaiah he is good Cherry picks dad, but he's not bad at football. He is good. That. No, he is. He's, he's their best receiver. They rested him. They rest. They rested three <laughs> receivers. They they played Galladay. They didn't rest my boy Kenny Galladay. Yeah, the Kenny Galladay game with uh, and Galladay made one of the one of the best catches of the year last week. Galladay does that. Yeah, I've seen crazy. Galladay go full horizontal diving on on a fly pattern. You know, down the middle of the field, reeled it in. That's how he made whatever it's $78 million in free agency. Mm -hmm. And the Vikings won't see a dime of value from that. So to summarize here, you guys are conflicted on giants versus Vikings against the spread. I'm going to break the tie and I'm going to go. You take giants against the spread, take the points plus three. I want to go under. You guys are going over edge wants to go under edge gets the edge. We're saying go under next game. Ravens Bengals. This is this is a real wolf fest, right? The, the the Ravens can't. Well, I checked the weather there. 30 degrees. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful night. It's going to dip down to 18 degrees by the time uh, it gets to like 10 o'clock at night. But it's that's still football weather. That's still good football weather. There's going to be no precipitation, no wind to stop Chase, to stop Higgins. I like the Bengals against the spread here. I love an eight and a half spread. An eight and a half is just like I said, we begging the squares, you know, to hey, it's 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 more than a touchdown. I mean, this is a divisional matchup. Most most weeks you would you would take the Ravens any kind of spread at all. It's always competitive. Eight and a half. You gotta basically get to ten if you're gonna cover. Oh, that's gonna be a tall, that's a tall order in a low scoring game. I can, I can I understand all the rationale, and yet to me, I look at that spread and it's like I'm like lock it in, Bengals. Love Bengals this week. Love it, like lock yep. that everything in. Mm -hmm. Again, there's nothing, there's nothing in the weather, there's nothing that would hold them back. It's not like 
the Ravens offense is look at their receivers. Talk about the Giants receivers. Look at the Ravens receivers. They're even worse than the Giants receivers. If the Ravens had done as good of a job grinding the waiver wire and picking up free agents that just fell off other teams, you know, just fell off the cart, picking them up off the ground, like, hey, Isaiah Hodgins, you know, where was he? Buffalo? Uh, Richie James, mm-hmm. who's in San Francisco, right? Just picking them up, dusting them off. I'm like, hey, get out there. Ravens did, has done an awful job. Oh, we're going to get Demarcus Robinson. We're going to get Sammy Watkins. It's been embarrassing. Their inability to backfill the wide receiver position after uh, Rashad Bateman went down is going to cost them. It's, it's, it, they would have lost anyway without Lamar, but it's going to cost them against the spread. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I absolutely love. I think this is, in terms of the spread betting, my spread bet of the week is Bengals. Easy. I think the under is probably a, a play to go with it, too. Yeah. I just don't see the Ravens putting up many points. Tyler Huntley, in, in the games that he's filled in this year for Lamar, he has yet to exceed 200 passing yards. Yep. Not once. Yeah, so we, we talked about this. Edge likes the uh, Giants-Vikings under, and it likes the Bengals against the spread, baby. It also likes the Ravens-Bengals under. Any disagreement there, Ahan? Or wh- were you talking to me or Siobhan? I said Ahan. Oh, okay. Is there another Ahan on the show? Not because because I said something and then he's. <laughs> Are you back with us? I said something and then you said, "Was there a disagreement, Ahan?" Anyway, we didn't hear you. Did you hear him, Siobhan? Did you hear him? Yeah, I think you were muted. What, whatever you said was not picked up by your microphone. Even though you do have a new microphone, new headset, you guys have the same headset now. We're matching. You have green headsets. To match the the aesthetic of the show, this is how much we care. Anyway, what I said was if this game is not the ugliest of the weekend, we're in for a long week of football. The play I like in this game is the under, regardless of Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown or whoever the hell is at at quarterback. I actually think the spread is sharp. I'm not touching it. If John Harbaugh versus Zach Taylor probably give the – that's the only place the Ravens have any sort of edge. I would probably give the edge to edge and – Take the Bengals against the spread if you have to. Just trust the edge on that one. But I'm not touching it from a bankroll perspective. You take the under and run run away. And sprinkle some Demarcus Robinson anytime touchdown if you want a long shot. There's nobody that the Ravens have outside of Mark Andrews and Demarcus Robinson. The one time Sammy Watkins touches the football, he fumbles. Take that prop and then don't watch this game. Yeah, this is, this is a whack game, man. It's a whack game. I agree with you. I think Dolphins Bills will be more exciting. And there's more points going to be scored in that game. So it makes sense. And Edge has all the sports. Like we're we're giving you some of the top picks from the Edge for this weekend's game, but we got NBA. It's got NHL. It's got NCAA basketball. I mean, it's got uh tennis, English soccer. I mean, Premier League. We, we check it out. edge.playerprofiler.com final game. Cowboys box. Oh baby. Oh baby. This is the game. This is an exciting game. Talk about talk about an efficient line. I mean, Cowboys minus two and a half. That sounds just right. And that 45.5 total, just right. If I had to have a play for this game, it's probably the under. Um, this game soared under in week one, but that's not really the full reason. Can't put much stock into what happened a million years ago, but I'd still take the under on this. Um, Russell Gage got hit um, because he was playing. He was way too 
he was in the game way too long in week 18. Um, Tom Brady, we haven't seen any sort of connection with him and Mike Evans outside of that Panthers game. It's just Chris Godwin out there. Cade Otten has butterfingers. Leonard Fournette is playing on some sort of foot injury all season long. Um, and the Cowboys, well, Dak Prescott has simply not been good recently. And we tend to forget because of how well they started the season that the Cowboys don't have great receivers outside of CeeDee Lamb. Like, we're talking about all these other teams with terrible receivers. If you take out CeeDee Lamb from that offense, like, if he gets put in a bracket, Noah Brown has been fine in the red zone, but that's about it. Dalton Schultz is is not him, per se. They don't have much. Um, and we like to hype up our boy Tony Pollard for fantasy, but there's only so much of an effect a running back can have on a game anyway. The spread is sharp. I'll take the under uh, just because this could be an ugly game. And if it's an ugly game, that would be a reason to take Tom Brady in a in a two-minute drill. Get out of here with Tom Brady. Really? If I'm taking anything, I'm taking the, the Cowboys. I know it's – oh, God, it's so I – like, I like the Cowboys too. It's so square. I know, yeah. It's such a square pick. Oh, the two and a half, it's not three. Gotta go <laughs> take the Cowboys. It's it, on the road, playing bad, right? Some Dak may not be healthy. That's my only suspicion with Dak is he's not right. That he's not right. Their offensive line has been not good this year either. Jensen's back. Buccaneers getting healthy. It's like you're walking right into a trap. That's why this is more of a game I just want to watch and enjoy and not bet on. If I had to, I would just go Cowboys just because they're that much better of a team across the board, not just Dak Brady, but across the board, just better defense, better offense. Although now, I mean, how, what is the state of the Cowboys offensive line? It's pretty bad. I, I looked uh, this week at the pass rush win rate. Cause I was going to talk about uh, in my weekly article that I write picking against the spread for every game. Like, the Buccaneers O-line, it's been really bad all year long. Well, now at the end of the season, the Bucks are 25th in pass block win rate, and the Cowboys are 28th. There it is. I was I, I was thinking, I was thinking, I just want to get your feedback. I was like, are the, did the Bucks offensive line, especially with Jensen back, are they actually now better than the Cowboys? It might be. Crazy. It might be. But the Bucks are 22nd in pass rush win rate, so like the, the defensive side – Cowboys are second. Yeah, the Cowboys defense, I just think it, it, it's going to be very disruptive to Brady. He's not what he was. And the, if you just believe that Dak is Dak and that he's he's not the sort of interception-prone bad decision-maker that he's, I mean, leading the league in interceptions. Crazy. Dak Prescott, right? I, I'm, it, I would just bet on Dak being Dak a small amount. That's all I can do. That's all I can muster. I mean, that's the worst. Taking a team against the spread that's minus two and a half is the worst feeling. Yeah, it's it's yucky. It is so gross. You're not even sure why, right? Because to me, I think I, I have, you know, my prediction is the Cowboys win this pretty handily. You know, my my you know, my bold analyst predictions. But when you're actually having to bet money <laughs> and to to take a team minus two and a half, it's just uh, your 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 hands are shaking when you're doing it. And Edge basically views this as a as a toss up. 
Yeah, they don't really know where to go. I don't think anyone knows where to go. We could totally see the Cowboys just botch another like big game and Brady win the big game because it always happens. I would still take the Cowboys. That's the beauty of like that's the beauty of taking like the the Seahawks against the spread is that you actually have a team with Geno Smith and some weapons and they have a bunch of points to play with, right? Mm-hmm. They can lose by a touchdown and cover no problem. Like that's that feels so much easier. That's such a smooth and easy bet to make. And and like what happened last time those two teams played a nice little backdoor cover at the three and a half uh, minute mark of the fourth quarter. Totally possible. Yeah, I mean the backdoor cover uh, possibilities are all over the place for Seattle. Whereas I can more see with with the with the two and a half line, I can see I can see ways that the that the Cowboys can like let it let it slip away, you know it. Oh sure. God, yeah, it's just this, this game though features maybe my favorite statistical quirk of this weekend. The Cowboys are fifth in the NFL in point differential. Only the 49ers, Eagles, Bills, and Chiefs are better than them in terms of point differential. That's the thing; they are technically a top six team in the league. Mm-hmm. The Bucks were fourth in the NFC South in point differential. The Bucks aren't good. That's the thing that that's the thing. I'm gonna that's I'm, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Cowboys. It should be the Cowboys like in a landslide, but I know. This is one I, of those it, weird things where even if it's two ugh. and a half, even if it's two and a half, I still I'm not going I, I Cowboys money line makes me even me even more nervous. Ugh. So I, I at least I'm gonna I'm, I'm at least want you know, to, to get a little bit more of a payout. I'm like, this thing is 50, 50. If it pay, if I, if I hit it, I don't want to take the huge haircut too. Cause I feel like there's already so much risk about this all falling apart. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the numbers tell us that the Cowboys are just a far superior team. They sh- like they should win this game. Even if they're on the road, they should win this game. Oh man. Listen to us. We sound so irrational. <laughs> like we sound like fans. We sound so we should just be so confident in the Cowboys and we just can't get there mentally. We just can't. No, we're analytics focused individuals and we just cannot get there. The Cowboys. It's such a it's such a brain worm, right? That you get like because because and then you start to overthink yourself. You're like, well, the public loves the Cowboys so much. And because the books know how much the public loves the Cowboys, then they're overcompensating. And then you're like, ah. Betting the Cowboys, betting on Cowboys games, the, the historically, that's the other headwind that we're going into. Historically, the best bet on the board is always against the Cowboys. Like the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here chilling. Take it. I, I took Seattle against a spread early. I claimed Giants-Vikings as my article for this week. I have no pressure on me. I'm so happy. So do you have any opinions at all, Ahan, on this game? I mean... I, I could pretend to just be contrarian and say Bucks, even though they're the worst team. But what I'm going to do for this game is just take player props. That's the way to go. Um, in the I'll be in the Discord. God went over. That's the move in this game. I'll be in the Discord producing same game parlays for this game. Probably have CD Lamb and Chris Godwin exposure. Probably put a touchdown long shot on some rando on the Bucks. Maybe Scotty Miller. We'll see. Ooh, ooh. I yeah. The the Godwin yardage prop is best bet in this game cd cd lamb receptions i think he has like two games all year of 
fewer than five receptions. Just money in the bank every single week. Bingo. For Siobhan, for Ahan, this has been The Juice. I mean, that's the worst. Taking a team against the spread that's minus two and a half is the worst feeling. They're going to feed Walker right into oblivion. I don't think anyone knows where to go. Like, what are you doing? Why? I mean, his mom should have called him and been like, Brandon! Brandon! Like, what are you doing? Brandon! Like, what are you doing? Brandon! Like, what are you doing? You're right. There is no way. Fish don't make noise. Is there a square fish? It's so square. Wait, were you talking to me or Siobhan? Is there another Ahan on the show? Senior football mentions in the chat. It's so square. Brandon! Like, what are you doing?